And we are live with no other than the man, the myth, Noah Power. What a great day it is today in Mornington. How are we, Noah? I'm very well. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Noah's one of my near and dear friends and he's a rough up and comer in the music industry. So what's new, man? What's been up? Well, it's been an exciting few days on my end. Um, the new albums come out uh, that will have dropped today. Uh, had to throw the plug in early. Um, but Huge. yeah, so that's, uh, that's Mellow Psychosis. It's on every platform you can imagine. Um, but yeah, so that's been, that's been a big project that's finally come to its close, which has left me in a satisfying place, but uh, one that leaves me with many doors in front of me. So yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a good spot. Definitely. That's so awesome. Talk us through Mellow Psychosis. How'd the name come about? And also talk us through the inspiration behind the project. Well, Mellow Psychosis, um, I'll, I'll get to the name when, when it comes later, I think, because um, it, it does sort of encapsulate everything I wanted to wanted to bring out in this album. So, but the project basically started a while ago. Um, and this is why it sort of it was amazing for me to come on here, because it was actually yourself Ben Beasy that that moved me in the direction of taking this path where you remember that conversation we had don't you it was beautiful um, it was and that was really a turning point for me so it was it's been about a it's been probably a nine month project um or just short of um and yeah it's uh it's basically a, a mash of um electronic elements as well as acoustic um and I really wanted it to be just not fit um, in between the in between the guidelines of what genres really are. I wanted it to be a bit quicker, make you move, but not you know put that real real hard energy into it all the time. You know, I wanted it to be a bit of a journey through through the through the mental things that go on in my mind. So, uh, and then that brings me quite well into the naming of the um, of the album because that's pretty much where it came from. Um, I was just making it with not trying to overthink anything um, and just let my mind run wild. And it sounded a bit mental. Like I think a lot of the songs are pretty like pretty unique, let's say. So it's um, it just really represented that, that psych, that, oh, I don't know how that craziness that goes on in your brain that you can't quite put a, put a finger on what it is, mm -hmm. but it's, it's there all the time. And that's where the psychosis element comes in. And then the mellow part really just me coming to terms with that. And I think finding like music as a way to just process all that, all those, all that craziness. So I think when it's a mellow psychosis, you just, you know, you're crazy, but you're okay with it. I think is uh, <laughs> sort of the, sort of the, the way I wanted to go. Yeah. Dude, I absolutely love that. The fact that you've been able to sort of signify what's going on and being able to put that onto paper is so special that must be so satisfying it's like journaling and sharing 100%. your journaling yeah with other people what would be yeah. one of the things that you're like really excited about having the album out for well i think i think the main thing i wanted to portray because i always knew that obviously when you've you know how it is when you finish a song you're excited you want to get it out there and stuff and want to show the world but I thought I wanted to convey or try to convey a bigger message through the, through the album is what I was, is what I was thinking. Um, mm. So I guess the most exciting part is it being out there and like uh, just anybody that can come and listen to it might just think, Oh my God, this is, this is just a bit different or this, 
I don't know, they, they can just connect with the message that I'm trying to, I'm trying to convey because that's, I think just the, the message you can send through an album of a longer, you know, if I can lend your ears for half an hour instead of three and a half minutes, you mm. can really get the, we can really get the message across. So that's, that's what I'm most excited about. I think. Noah, you are one authentic com- club dingo, man. I absolutely <laughs> love that. I haven't actually had the pleasure to listen to it. I didn't even know the um, album was coming out until like a week ago. And then I was like, dude, send me a link on the ASAP. Yeah. I know you've been working so hard towards it. And the fact that there's such a genuine story behind it and it sort of puts you in a bit of a, in a good way, a vulnerable position because you've got everything that's in that big brain of yours and you've done the hard yards, you've been able to put it onto paper and now it's out there for the whole world. Congratulations, dude. That's absolutely sick. Thank you. Yeah, it's just been so, like so many long nights and just, yeah, it's just all worth it. It's all worth it. To anyone that's, anyone that's starting, it is worth it. It is worth the, it is worth the hustle. That is beautiful. And I think that can be transferred into all different areas of life. With like Absolutely. Getting started. And yeah, did you want to talk us through, you touched on it before a conversation that you and I had, but since when you realized music was something that you wanted to pursue and the steps leading up to this album moment, because I think it's really such a defining moment in someone's career, whether whatever path yeah. it is, when you finally get to put your project out there. This is mm-hmm. your MacBook computer. You're the Steve Jobs of your psychosis, <laughs> big man. So please walk us through it. Well, it's, um, yeah, it's, oh, it's, oh, I'm not sure. Actually, you, we are editing this, aren't we, afterwards? Maybe. A lot of extra okay. work on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, it's, it was a real, it was a real crossroads for me because I think not, not everybody knows this, but I was an engineering student, um, fresh out of school. Um, and I was at that, that point where I didn't really know what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. Um, and it was through friendships I had with you and, um, and Joel. Um, and it's, it's those connections where I started just playing around with music and, and I really, I've always been a music enthusiast, mm. um, but first interacting with it, I just, just, oh, I got, got the tingles, you know what I mean? So I had to, I just didn't think I could not do that every day. And that was a crossroads where I was thinking, do I just want to drag myself through this uni course and really not, not really enjoy what I'm doing. Um, and I really sat down and had a, a good, that was when our chat with um, our chat came, came to be. And that was where I had to sit down and just outline everything. And then when I laid all out on the table, it was, it was obvious what I, what I needed to do. I just needed to get out of there and put, yeah, just put all my energy into something I'm actually passionate about. And it's such a fulfilling thing. It's same with any, any field, as you were saying, like if you're an artist or a writer or anything, like when you really are passionately enjoying what you're doing, that's it's, yeah, you don't, you don't ever work another day in your life. So yeah, yeah. it was, it was liberating. That would is so good, man. I like how you can sort of explain how it's like a bit of a crossroads in your life because you're fresh out of high school and it's mm-hmm. okay. What is everyone else doing? They're going to uni, they're doing this. Okay. I need to sort myself out. And I was listening to this other podcast today about um, this, one of the CEOs of Spotify and he was saying how he came from Sweden cool place and fun fact mm-hmm. most of the music in the world is written in sweden abba sweden there you go Swedish house mafia. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ted. um yeah and they come from there and basically you can get welfare to be a musician over there so you sort of have the time and allowance to sort of work on your music yeah. 
And mm. he was saying how that sort of is such a way that in Sweden, it isn't abnormal to chase your dreams. He also said that like in Sweden, like you don't want to have too much, but not too little and sit nice and in the middle. But it was good that they can sort of chase their dreams without it being mm-hmm. something crazy. Like the government will support them by giving them money. Great stuff. Yeah, um, I love that. A, yeah, exactly. And the fact that in where we are in Melbourne, one of the greatest places on earth, you went straight into uni, which was great. And you had all this education and then you went straight into the thing. But then you had the mindset, even though I feel as though like society doesn't exactly view dropping out of engineering, Kanye West college dropout brother, to then go <laughs> switched into a music career is something that's validated now. So the fact that you were able to do that is something that's like, to applaud you're chasing the dreams man it's so much easier to sit into a course that you hate and just to mm-hmm. look good so after um you sort of came that decision and you had a chat with joe and i about sort of oh what you want to do um motivating force because when you and i spoke um mm-hmm. you were sort of asking my advice on the situation because i am the red-headed Gandhi brother. <laughs> <laughs> the wisest, the wisest man there is. No, brother, look in the mirror and that's you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you knew going into that conversation that I was just there to bounce back up you because you, I could tell how jaded up you were, that you finally found something that you could express yourself with and express what's going on in your mind which is why it's so sick that that noah looking at this noah now could look back and you have this album and yep. no one can take that away from you it's it's, it's very it's very funny you mentioned this because it was it was just only yesterday that um i was with hannah and i and i was i was just going to go and pass her, her phone or something and i saw the old diary that i was that i was talking to you about we spoke about having a journal that was the number one thing you said to so get a journal and start writing it and i went out that day to office works and I found I found my journal again because I was a bit slack with writing with it. So but hard to I, maintain. I found that it, it's it's very difficult. <laughs> and I found it again. I was I was like, oh, I just wonder what I wonder what I wrote down. And I wrote, I just saw the first things I was writing. Like, oh my god, that's a that's a different person that was writing that down. That was so so confused and so just not yeah, just not assured in what they were doing. But it's yeah, it's it's funny to look at the contrast. Definitely. Yeah, that's beautiful. And what did you sort of find peace in with journaling? Because people like Matthew McConaughey, he allegedly journals every single day for like the past like couple of decades. And if he does, that man has the willpower of like it. That is so gross. <laughs> that man is bulletproof. Bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so, know true. so when you first started journaling, like how did that sort of affect you with your like mindset towards music and overall your mental health because I, yeah. I think we'd all love to know yeah well this is this is huge because it was it was instrumental to me getting my thoughts in order like it, because I've I I tend to just get flustered when when there's little things on my mind I think where I'm not sure even, even if the journaling was me literally saying this is I I, I got up I had breakfast I went to the shops and came home. That's what I wrote in there. Instantly, I feel a little bit better because then I don't ever have to think about what's happened. I know what's happened. It's written down. If I ever need for some weird reason to know what's going on, I have the assurance that it's there. Um, And then it's good for that way as well in terms of mental health and where Mm. if I was having an off day, obviously COVID has been tough. So everyone's been dealing with their shit. So when when you're writing all those feelings down, you look back um 
yeah, I've, I found it really helpful, but it is really hard to maintain. And then that also does come with the downside of when you don't keep up with it, you, mm. you can start to beat yourself up. That, that's what I found. So mm-hmm. I think it's just important to, is to just keep your expectations realistic. I think when you're going into it, I think. I love that so much. That's so good. I'm so glad that I was able to pass on that little bit of leaf from the book of Bayesy. <laughs> um to the <laughs> to the journaling because oh I honestly don't well my beautiful girlfriend Amalia she um we were in this shop one day funnily enough she works there now crazy stuff and she <laughs> there was this really pretty journal and I don't know I guess I was just hooked on reading like those um, self-development books and I always like used to relate back to this image that I saw that it was like your mind and there was like a little tornado and then it was like yeah. after journaling you get the tornado out of your mind on the paper and so but it was pretty expensive it was like 50 dollars, but it was beautiful and then she surprised me and bought it for me and then yeah that's when i started journaling and i was like dude i need to tell so many people yeah. about this this is the answer yeah exactly right well and did you used to, are you still going with yours now do you write in yours you write in yours regularly still so I maxed out that book last year and I promise you that mm-hmm. journal got me through like, not that my life is extremely difficult, but it got me through some points where I needed to find a sort of outlet that was healthy. And then that thing, man, if a psychiatrist yep. picked it up, I'd be in the loony bin in a minute. <laughs> but <laughs> it was same with anyone. I that feel. is all the evidence you need. All the evidence. <laughs> Exactly. shut an island this man shut an yeah. island shut an island great <laughs> flick but um and it just sort of it sort of like makes you think that the things that you're thinking about even if they're just little things in the back of your head sort of like i don't know you saw something at the supermarket that didn't make you feel grouse that day like how you were saying like mm-hmm. it shows that the little things aren't little because they might be in your head but if they're out on paper like it's sort of more not tangible but they're more fossilized like 100%. okay and like you're seeing things and you're noticing things and this relates back to your craft like okay like today i what didn't feel motivated to work on music but dad did feel motivated and you can sort of look back on what else happened in the day and sort of then subconsciously you're sort of like weigh it up okay on this day i felt grass and i didn't wake up and immediately go on my phone this day i felt grim and i went on my phone straight away yeah so like sort of weighing it up and like it's yep. really cool to see that that's something that you can look back on and now subconsciously you've sort of devised this like formula which is awesome and has there been any other sort of not tips and tricks but sort of other methods that's been able to help you achieve your goals with um your music yeah 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 so with just keeping the creative process i I assume is what what you're getting at Um, Mm -hmm. like it's where i found just not not sticking with it to the point where you're not enjoying it but persevere that that that's what i would say like there's so many nights where you'd, where for example with um with summer haze which is i'm uh, oh, sorry cerebellum which is uh, the fifth track of the album that is i sat there for probably two or three days with just the starting synth sound and i sat there for two or three days and i could not come up with anything i was i was just in a c- complete block and then instead of just abandoning that sound like I just did an hour in the morning and didn't find it worked and I'd go and do something else like I'd I don't know go and, go and play FIFA or something for an hour <laughs> and then come back or just I don't know listen to some tunes for a bit or go for a walk but just intermittently keeping it there is what really made me break through 
And mm. then it came on the third day where I added, I don't know, a drum pattern. I was like, yep, I'm like there it is. It, mm. And then it just went from there. So I think just sticking with it, but don't, don't force yourself if you're not enjoying it because you're never going to make something that you're happy with if you're not in the, if you're not feeling happy while you're making it. You know what I mean? Like I reckon it's really, it really radiates the music of what you're feeling at the time. So it's, it's all about, I reckon controlling the way your music sounds is e- most easily done by controlling the way you feel, I think. Mm, definitely. That's awesome. That's really good. In a way, it's like journaling. Mm-hmm. You're journaling yeah, exactly. how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. I love that so much. There's, um, yeah, when I'm usually making a, a song and I haven't got my big Swedish house mafia track yet, brother, but it's coming up <laughs> from us. Um, I have a quite, um, I'm going to say not a different approach, but I really just, every time I sit down, I don't really leave until, <laughs> which, which is the flip side. Cause every person it, it works, works it works, it works, <laughs> it does. You're the man. I, I sit down and I'll end up having like three different um, things going on, on my one single canvas, <laughs> like <with> different <laughs> things. And then I remember I did this one song like earlier, I think it was like, new year's eve um mm. i was with amalia at a producer's house and he's a legend shout out the man mm. um i was just had my headies on i was just making a tune and i was like this is sick mixed down was god awful man i had no kind of mix out <laughs> but i sent it to this really nice dude and he gave me feedback he's like dude these ideas are like really cool and all this stuff but i think you have like five different tracks going on at once <laughs> but that was the point <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i wanted to sit down but like, okay i'll piece this all together um <laughs> So funny, but talk us through once you left um, your engineering course, what um, you decided to do. Yeah. So when I left out of that, um, I, I basically knew that I didn't want to do engineering. I got that far in my thinking process. Hmm. Um, and then I was just, you know, stooping around, see what was, see what was going to be the next chapter in my life. Hmm. Um, and I, I think it, I think it really started out of something so innocent just by looking at what the ATAR score might've been for a music degree. Mm-hmm. So I thought, Oh, well, let's, let's have a look. Um, and yeah, I, I qualified for one at, um, at the Australian Institute of Music in the city in mm-hmm. Melbourne. So mm-hmm. it's um, yeah. So I started there pretty much two or three weeks after leaving and I just finished my second semester and that's, yeah, it was, it's, it's just been a dream really. Like it's mm-hmm. everybody's just, supportive what you're doing and you're in a room with like-minded people and everybody it's like like the conversations that we're having over here it's like we have we have every day in in class and it's all so like philosophical about music and it really makes you think about um yeah th- those deeper meanings behind it all um yeah and it's just only helped me drive my drive my dream forward so it was one of the best calls one of the best calls i think i've made definitely that's beautiful man and i think touching on what you said about being surrounded by people with like-minded brains mm-hmm. really, really helps the people that you surround yourself Huge. with. Yeah, definitely help in regards to what's your opinion on right and wrong. What's your opinion on your worth ethic. And I believe in the law of attraction that you attract like-minded people, which is great that you trusted your intuition. Yeah, brother, you and I, <laughs> <laughs> and how you gravitated towards a course that suited you and your personality. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it just made me feel more just comfortable, I guess. I just, I felt out of place where I was before. I didn't, I don't know, maybe my brain just doesn't work the same way as those engineers, but I just, I just wasn't, I didn't, that wasn't my space. But yeah, I think definitely. I found, I found my groove. 
definitely, dude, you have that. One of the tracks I've listened to off the album, you have certainly found your groove, man. So, so ace. And touching on what you were saying about <laughs> what you were saying. You're killing me. It's too many yeah. compliments. Dude, you are a great guy and great things happen to great people. Um, oh, I could say the same. <laughs> but with your engineering um, class, I've recently mm. learned about the different types of intelligences and how every single person learns in different ways. And mm-hmm. I, I remember I was, it was like year 10, man. I was not, I was not gearing up for the English. Brian Beasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, year 10 me, man. It was so funny. Um, and I was gearing up for the English exam and I was like, oh, this is not going to be swell. <laughs> and I remember I was like wigging out a little bit. And then I saw his Instagram post and was like, <laughs> it's like, don't let a, they're like don't judge a fish when it's ability to climb a tree <laughs> and i was like yes i was like yes, yes i've seen i've seen that video i've seen that video <laughs> i was like this is me but <laughs> the the greater point that i'm getting at is that people mm. learn in such different ways for example i'm a pretty visual learner and it seems like you're a pretty hands-on learner mm-hmm. and so many people learn in different different ways which is why it's important with teaching um to mm-hmm. sort of what's the word like make it for every single type of learning like whether it's visual hands-on written question response and so what type of learning have you been undertaking in your course for those who might be interested in studying music and how's it sort of yeah covered each of those learning habits yeah well it's it's actually a question i get a lot of the time like whenever i say i've got exams like oh what are you what are you doing exams about it's music like are you just (laughs) listening to music and playing music and like there is it's the same as any other uni there's there's classes and whatnot but I really like how, as you said, like there's, it's so diverse in the way people like take in information. So there's, they really do a good job at covering that. Well, Mm. there's a lot of, for example, my digital class is very much tutorial. You listen, um, but then they will say, all right, taking in the skills we've learned about, I don't know, like mastering, Mm. um, then they'll say, okay, well now we'll, we'll give you these stems and, um, and, in here's half an hour and go and master it yourself and submit it and we'll see how you go so it's very much you get the visual part by watching the tutorial and then um and then when you get in uh, the lecture sorry and then when mm. you get the hands-on part um in that demonstration tutorial part that's where i really get the that's where i get the most of it make those physical neuron connections and whatnot so definitely yeah, it's, it covers all bases which is which is very forward thinking i think well i think you have to be in a creative in a creative industry yeah you, you can't risk people not being engaged i think dude that's so true i really like what you said about how diverse it is and how it sort of covers all the different areas and i mm-hmm. definitely agree you can't really stagnate your education process which is why it's going to be so interesting like imagine what school is going to be like in 50 years man God knows, man. And especially the whole thing with COVID as well. Like it's going to shake. Cause I, I've got two younger brothers, both at school and they're mm. they're And like, it, you can see it firsthand. Like I, it's something's going to have to change. Like nobody's like the dropout rate is just insane now. Cause it's just one size fits all approach. And that's, that just ain't it. Definitely. I really need to hire an assistant so they can pull up the stats, man. <laughs> yeah. Jamie, 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 yeah, Jamie, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I want, I, I went to go to someone pull up the stats for the dropout race yeah. in Victoria. <laughs> Do not have an assistant, brother. That's so funny. 
<laughs> um, but definitely, because when I was in school, I was sort of like, like every kid takes the exact same test. Mm-hmm. Brother, that is not it's like- It's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, like you just think about it and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Definitely, because everyone's going to learn in different ways and everyone's going to be able to apply the knowledge in different ways. And it's just, oh, but I honestly, if you said, Ben, how would you do a big man? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh-huh. yeah, not but, my job. <laughs> yeah, but still, there'd have to be certain ways that people yeah. smarter than us are going to be able to figure that out, which is why it's exciting. It's exciting. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. They're doing the best that they, they can. They're, they're doing well. But yeah. move, <laughs> moving on. So what are the sort of things that, um, drive you in your career like what's the light at the end of tunnel for you when you're out and you're trying to make a track and it's getting a little bit hard or if things are getting a bit heavy mm-hmm. and like okay i'm taking a big leap i'm chasing my dreams this is awesome what is the end goal for you and what are the things that sort of go mm, this is why i'm doing this big small mm-hmm. whatever it can be well this is where you, this is where you have to tread carefully without sounding arrogant i think yeah definitely i think no, well, I, th- I think the way I look at it, to be honest, is I don't like to set any goals to very long. It sounds very controversial, but I don't like mm. to have anything in that I'm aiming towards. I just am enjoying the process, if that makes sense. Like, I'm just enjoying every day, just sitting there and seeing what happens. Like I knew, I think I have, it's not, it's unfair to say I don't ever goal, mm-hmm. keep goals. But I think his um, mellow psychosis example, well, that was a goal I set myself the first day. That was I'm, I'm having an, I'm having an album come out this year is basically yeah. what I was saying to myself. But in the you long scheme of things, I don't I don't see an end to be honest because I, I I love this so much. I see myself doing this until you know until Drop my it. last breath. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that- I'm just yeah I'm just enjoying it one day at a time. I think so yeah. That's refreshing. I absolutely love that. And have you been like that? You're in entire life not just in music where you're like okay i'm gonna take this as it comes there's no need to plan it out things are just gonna come the way it comes yeah yeah that's that's exactly the way i think yeah that's spot on because even when i'm i was gets to the point where i'm just driving with with hannah in the car um and and i would just be taking some weird route on the way home and she go oh don't you like, don't we normally go that way? I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. I'm just, I'm just going. I'm just, I'm just driving and see where we end up. <laughs> so it's that, it's that, it's that mindset, like in everything, like in, in, yeah, I think that's just been the way I think. I don't like to set the bar because I think, I think once you reach it, then that, that's an excuse to stop. You know what I mean? I, I think if you, if you just keep chasing and keep chasing, then I think you just eventually look up and realize that you're way ahead of everybody is, is my is my mindset in the, in the most innocent way possible. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my approach. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, don't set yourself a limit. Don't um, shoot for the um, clouds or whatever it is, shoot for the yeah. stars or something, <laughs> but like more beyond that, don't even set a limit yeah. on that, which is so good. And everyone, everyone's different. That's really good. You have your approach like that. And in regards to all of that stuff, do you have any sort of major inspirations towards your, like the way that you live, for example, Elvis Presley, man. I don't know. Like who, <laughs> who inspires you? I know Amy Winehouse is a bit of an inspiration for you. Talk us through things. 100%. Like yeah. That. Amy, Amy Winehouse is, is my number one probably music inspiration. I think it's, it's strange when people, and I tell people that when, when they listen to, if you listen to Melo Psychosis and say, yeah, yeah, Winehouse, big inspiration. They'll think, oh, there's, there's no way. She famously despised electronic musicians. So, mm. but it's, 
it was more her same thing. Like she didn't have a goal. Like she didn't, she just wanted to just do what she was loving. And I think when, when you really delve into her story um, through like, like, like obviously the Amy documentary is a big eye opener, mm. but then like another literature that, that that's been going on about it and just getting more into her brain, you see that that's a, that is a pure musician loving her craft. And that's, I think you can hear it in her, in her voice. Like she doesn't, she doesn't just sing like she's she's speaking to you and it's Mm-mm. just it's elegant and it's it popularized jazz and blues and I think yeah she's and she's yeah her music's just insane so definitely yeah, number one that's that's good I like that I haven't personally watched the documentary how'd she get her start like what was her sort of breakthrough moment well she she basically was just this young she was very she was a bit naughty at school. She didn't really, um, I don't think I'm the best person to be retelling everyone has his whole life, but she basically, yeah, wasn't enjoying school that much and was bunking off and always was an amazing singer. Loved blues and jazz through her whole life with her, with her dad who turned out to be like the maker of her downfall in the end, but, Hmm. but like a big lover of music and, and things like that. So, and her dad of course, wasn't around when she was that, when she was younger. So when she came back, um, yeah, it was a real moment where basically this, how this is all irrelevant is that she clung to music as her thing. Like she, mm. she was very just f- refreshing, like went into um, recording studios um, where after doing local gigs and stuff like that, and people were just blown away. So like people like Mark Ronson and, and like yeah. the, the big time, big time names at the time were just like, oh my God, who is, who is this? So then when she came out with Frank, uh, that was her, her debut, that was, uh, very, very traditional in the terms of like jazz and blues. So it was very within the guidelines. Um, and it was amazing how well that did, considering that jazz and blues is that quite exclusive genre, not very commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that came out, it was it was a new sound to a lot of people. Not not a lot of people listened to it in, in you know, 2000s UK. You know what I mean? It's not big mm-hmm. on the scene. So then when she came out with back to black that's when she combined it with pop and really that you know back to black like valerie and yeah you know, yeah, yeah it's that that's when she flew but but basically like beneath all of the alcoholism and which which is just her trying to deal with her demons basically but it was mm. like beneath that it's just the rawest musician and that's that's special that's special you gotta yeah. i just appreciate that yeah the authenticity behind her work I applaud you. I can tell how much she sort of means to you, which is beautiful. Yeah, she, she was the same. She just got me through, got me through tough, tough moments. And she, yeah, yeah, I'm sure she has for a lot of people. So yeah, special. Definitely. And is there any other artists like that that really mean so much to you? Because I know when artists help you get through those times, which is what's so special about music and which is what, mm-hmm. it's so awesome that you're pursuing this career because you're going to do that for people. I know you will. Have it here first. On my mama, <laughs> Noah Power is going to help people get through tough times and make great times. Well, that's what I hope. That's what I hope. And I don't think I can, I don't think I've got the the soul to get through to you on the level that Amy does. <laughs> I think in a more, in a different electronic way, I think I can, I think I can hope to de-scramble busy minds. Definitely. Dude, dance floors are so powerful. Like Huge. When you're at a festival, 10,000 people, when you're at 
a nightclub, if you even at a house party and someone puts on the right tune, the vibes that come together could power, could power the world, brother. Get a solar <laughs> panel, dance floor. Write that down. That's a lyric. That's a lyric. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So anyway, besides that, talk us through some of your other favorite artists and how you think they've helped shape you mentally with your career and yeah, how they've helped you. Well, I think um, branching off from the um, from the personal connections, I think from a music standpoint, um, I, I, I love Flume. I love what Flume's doing. Mm. Um, obviously been on the scene for, for Yonks, but mm. he's just, yeah, really like he just, that, that man doesn't know what quantize means, mate. He, I don't think he knows <laughs> that, that exists. What a call. What a call. His songs it's are insane. so good. Yeah, it shouldn't good. make sense. It shouldn't sound good, but it does. And that's what... Oh, I just I love that and same with in a similar way disclosure I think has mm. done obviously they, they, they've worked together in the past but I think the stuff that he does in the more intricate like drum patterns and it's all offbeat and it's oh it just makes me it, I was watching one of those um those oh like how I made it videos with disclosure mm. he has a heap of them on his twitch and and all the comments of people saying like oh I got just drawing drums this off the grid gives me anxiety and things like that. Like it's, I just, uh, I love, I love the way they think outside the box, but um, yeah, I could go on for ages, but I think those two really sum it up. Well, breaking the rules in all the right ways. Yeah, absolutely. Musical rules are meant to be broken. There's this absolute mm-hmm. legend. Um, when I DJ at Amy park, occasionally at the soccer up city, big man, um, there's mm-hmm. an absolute legend named Darren, who's one of the lighting technicians. And he is a wealth of knowledge in the scene because he's a bit older than me. And he knows piano. He has like this room dedicated to synthesizers, which is sick. It's so sick. Mm. It's like yeah, someone That's that follows, dope. yeah, someone who follows artists, someone having like a painting, painting room. Yeah. So dope. And he was just saying how what makes a good melody controversial statement coming from me <laughs> what makes yeah. a good melody is music the, 101 yeah do not quote me um is the dissonance so like the notes that don't go together when you make them go together that's how like something yep. cool and witty comes together which i think is so special and do you have any um former music training yeah so i I was a drummer by trade when I was younger. My dad um, was a drummer in a band for, for many years. So I, we always grew up with a drum kit in the house. Hmm. So I was, I was always, I don't know, like tinkering on it when I, from when I was younger. But then I formally had some training, I think maybe when I was about 11 or 12 and then hmm. did two, two or three years of that. But again, it was, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I just don't think I'm a band player. I just don't really, I don't know. It wasn't really, I love the drums, but I don't know didn't really want to play in a band I think so I think it really helps me with music production huge like the yeah. producing side of things with with organizing drums I know I can I can hear when something's off I, I need if I can hear if it needs a hat or a clap or and that's so helpful but that's that's the far as I have I'm, I'm trying to play piano I've been learning for a few months but very rusty I can like Mary's little lamb Mary had a little lamb was pretty I can do that one pretty well now so but that's just, I reckon that's as far as I can take it. And how are you learning the piano? Uh, we have a beautiful grand piano at, um, oh, grand piano is a stretch. It's just, a, it's just a piano, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, that's at uh, my mum's place, which is, uh, which is where I'm currently residing. And that's where, yeah, it's like, it's a very musical household. So 
like my mum's boyfriend's in a band and there's instruments like everywhere. Yeah, so yeah. just just jump around and play on play on a bit of everything. But the piano mainly is how is how I'm trying. But it's so hard, man. It's so tricky. I so I respect musicians so much. Yeah. It's That's so tough. Awesome. It is difficult. That's so awesome. Relating back again to surrounding yourself with people with that are like-minded. That was so cool. You're in a house full of just it's a school of rock, brother. At that house, man, <laughs> that's so tight. Like just being surrounded yeah, by people. Um, I imagine they play music throughout the house, and my girlfriend's dad absolutely loves um, like all of like Leonard Cohen, um, just all of these old like really good like mamas and papas. Um, he crucify me because I can't really remember the rest of the names. And he always <laughs> asks me, he's like, "Do you know this person?" I'm like, "No." And then I'm like, do you know Carl Cox? And he's like, no, I'm like too shabby. Yeah, man. there it um, is. The king yeah. of Ibiza. Yeah, exactly. And I was just thinking back to it. Like when I'm older, not living by the live fast, die young. I hope to be around for a minute, man. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I don't know, 60, 70. When my little, little daughter, Beezy Rella, walks in the door with her boyfriend <laughs> And they're sitting down on the couch. I'm just going to be blasting some of that Noah power <laughs> bangers, man. I'm like, this kid, this was his first release. Track. And it would just yeah. be like, yeah, just be sitting outside. Like, usually Turn it off, know. Dad. Turn it off. This is so old, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The new music is just pure, like, absolute nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> chaos. Chaos. It's complete and utter chaos by the time. Seriously, like people like that are from that age listening to music now, like this is chaos. And I think the closest thing to chaos that's mainstream is Flume. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think you're wrong at all. Mm. I think that's pretty close. Yes. So imagine what the new Flume is going to be like in like 50 years. It's going to be crazy. It's exciting. Flume blows my mind anyway. I don't. I think. I think I might just. I don't think I can handle it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's pushed me to the brink. <laughs> definitely yeah it's just oh it's so cool like now being a producer and like picking things apart the same as like being an artist or being a business developer or being anything and being intellectually curious of picking things apart dude listening to music now is it just for you like okay how do they do this how they do that i'm so happy someone else is saying this to me music <laughs> has not sounded the same man it just sounds oh like even Oh, everything I think about, I think about that all the time. Every time there's a bass line in it and it just has like a really nice resonance on it. I'm like, oh, how? Like, <laughs> like it's so, it, like my girlfriend Hannah, she she gets wound up the wall by me just saying like, oh, I just, just don't know how they get the the spice in, like the, the ting on the snare. I don't know how they get it. And she's like, you shut up, man. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's totally, it's totally different. You think about it in a, in a really different way. Yeah, it's, it's, I was almost, you feel you're like you, you were deaf before if you did mm. this and you're like, oh God, I didn't need these layers on layers. You just, yeah, pick up on it now. It's, it's pretty magic. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's also something like, cause I've been DJing for goodness gracious, like since I was like 15 or many 14, years. many years. And so I never really experienced a DJ except once beforehand at this 18th when I was like, dude, I would have been like 10. No, I would have been 11. <laughs> DJ played Rack City. There was a strobe light. It was at like my 
like aunties, daughters, one of my cousin's parties up in Mentone and they just play Rack City and everyone's getting crunk, man. It was like 2011. Everyone's going wild. I'm like, this is the best. I think subconsciously that's what influenced me and like attracted <laughs> me down this path because I was like, this is sick. I was like 11. All these people just going like crunk and man, they're doing the Dougie. It was 2011. Um, and, <laughs> and so I always like, I didn't really have a chance to listen to DJs about analyzing it. And now mm. I just could like, whenever I go, it's so much fun. Just like appreciating the art, which is yep. what it would be like if I was in art and to go to a museum. Like I, I enjoy 100%. the museum and like the national gallery of Victoria, but personally it doesn't really like, yeah. I'm not, you can't yeah. connect to it. Mm. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, it's something that I'm very grateful for to be able to just appreciate so much. Like I can watch a boiler room set for like two hours. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like you just, yeah, there's something to respect about DJing. I've, I've not been around the block for as long as you have, but I think when you, when you notice people really being bold in their, like mm-hmm. in their decisions, like it could bomb, like, you know, that if like, if you're, if you're not on the money, it could bomb and having like, just, yeah, the, the confidence in performing is very respectable like you, you really watch it and you, you appreciate it definitely i actually i actually very much appreciate this and joel stevens interview i saw <laughs> that you shouted out a fearless transition or two of mine at his party which i thought was very noble of yeah it's yeah it's it's very true at the at the first disco event there was i can't remember what was it you, you'll know what i'm talking about you did one song and joel says you do it all the time you throw one song in before i can't maybe i can't remember it but you just you did some some crazy switch up right at the end and it threw everyone insane and that was when i knew that i was like oh my god you really can you really can push the boundaries here so you're a pioneer (laughs) you're a pioneer my friend you're good looking so we're sort of on the same (laughs) we're all we're we'll call it a draw yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was so tight yeah that was so fun i I loved that so much. I was wearing a pink suit. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Was- <laughs> You've gone full Igor style, weren't yeah, you? Eagle, yes. Yeah, Igor. Yes. <laughs> it was dress up. You dressed up like disco and I dressed up like Igor. Dude, that, oh, that was before the world ended. That was before COVID oh, that was, everything. Oh, God, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but that was like just... That was like, this is like a new reality. <laughs> right yeah, this now. is that- weird. Like, yeah, this is the next chapter. Yeah. So so tight yeah we were just kicking that was like a giant rosebud theater that joel rented out and he had you he had me he had jamie he had himself and yeah i remember the last track because joel was like okay it's time i was like okay so i chucked on rufus in a bloom because that was the yeah. flavor of the month. best song ever and right track yeah because i recently came back from btv and that was a wild experience i actually touched on that with a previous podcast with kumi shout out josh warren and Rufus DeSold played um, the New Year's set and then they played Inner Bloom. Such a tight moment. Yeah. And mm, yeah, I was mixing that in with Pump It Up before it was absolutely rinsed by everyone else. And it, was just, <laughs> yeah, it was such a vibe. Um, it was so good, man. Like that that's just one of those nights when like, you know, and just the magic's in the air, like nothing can mm-hmm. go wrong. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was, yeah, that, that's, that's that feeling. You haven't, haven't had that since COVID started. So it's, uh, it's happy to reminisce. Yeah, definitely. So what was the first step to you getting into DJing? What was your first gig? What made you want to start DJing? And who helped you get started? Well, oh God, 
this was a long time ago. I think I just started. I, I know exactly the moment when it when it first hit me. I, it was mm-hmm. my 18th. I previously messed around on decks a couple of times and um, I, I, I liked my music and whatnot. So I just, at my 18th, I hired a DJ and I just was very intoxicated. And I thought, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to get on here and just <laughs> jump, just jumped on in front of my friends and family and uh, really put on a terrible five minute set before, uh, before my, my DJ threw me off again. But uh, really, that's, yeah, that, yeah, I was, I was like, man, you, I'm throwing this. I know I'll, I'll step aside. So <laughs> didn't want to know that my own party. A very good Charlie Hunt. He was, he was oh, very, okay. yeah. yeah, he was very good. Um, and he was one of the, he was a very underappreciated part of me getting started because it was just the, I don't think he even realizes that he inspired me at all, but yeah, we, we were just talking a couple of times and even if it's just him giving me a tip here, he goes, Hey man, like, Oh, this is, this is what this means. Try this instead. Or you, you had your lows down or whatever, like mm-hmm. these little pointers when, when you're in the heat of the moment and you're in, in front of it, not really knowing what you're doing, they go such a long way. So I think that's where it started. And it wasn't long after that where I bought my first uh, my first pair of decks. They were a little pair of Hercules 400s. They're no bigger than a MacBook Pro. And they, uh, <laughs> and they were so much fun, man. So much fun. I made so many cool little remixes and stuff. And, and I didn't really think I took it seriously. But then I was playing on those for so long. And I'd sort of, people who've had small decks will, will understand that you do reach your limit with them. There's only so much mm. you can do. So I thought, again, it's the turning point where I was like, all right, do I just upgrade to a bigger set here and actually invest in, in if I want to do this? Or do I just leave it and keep pissing around at home and stuff, having fun? Mm. Um, and either would have been great, but I decided to go down the route of let's invest and let, let's do it. And then I think it was not long after that, I had my first gig. Um, trying to remember what it was. Yes, it was a Christmas party for a gym. And it was in a big hall in Mordialic. <laughs> and I was playing Robbie Williams rock DJ all night and everyone was loving it. There was so much, so much throwback stuff going on. I think I played, oh, I reckon I must have played all of ABBA's, ABBA's hits. I think maybe at least twice. <laughs> yeah, all the discography. <laughs> I think, yeah. So, and then it went from just doing you know, smaller gigs, working your way up, helping out mates, doing little sets here and there, like jumping on at a party, playing an hour and whatnot and building yourself up. And now I think I'm at a point where, well, I'm sub, I'm with, we're all with Joel's um, with, with uh, tomorrow too, which is exciting. Um, so that will, that will take off hopefully when COVID all, all settles down. Mm. So I think it's been a, it's been a quick progression, but, and the main people for that were, were yourself and Joel and, and Charlie. And I think, um well really everybody that's that's ever just supported me because even if they don't think like even if they say oh nice set man or, or like oh what a track or just something something small it just it gives me so much motivation just keep playing like I get such a kick out of knowing that people are enjoying it mm. and I think that's what like you know you know the feeling your DJs will know the feeling like when you drop a track and you hear that oh the first the first hype there's you just get the get, get the tingles and the, mm. the special Dude, I love you, man. I can just sense <laughs> how genuine you are and like that genuine excitement to get out there and just show the world that gorgeous UK smile, man. You're the best. <laughs> You're going to go so far. I can just tell. Thanks, Cobble. Thank you. 
and I think that's the third time I've called you gorgeous in like 40 minutes. So <laughs> that's, that's a record. That's a yeah. record. Gotta be. Yeah, that's so funny. But it's so good that you have these like milestone moments of you Christmas party. Okay. And you realize, dude, that's not an easy gig. Like playing in more yeah. like Christmas party for a gym, what are they gonna like? And you manage to sort of find your way. Mm-hmm. I managed to I managed to wheel something together. There were there were a few errors but uh, i don't think anyone noticed so it was yeah it all went pretty well but it was it's scary to think back like that's i was i remember how nervous i was man i was i was so shaky but mm. yeah got got through it. like standing on the big stage you know how it is at the start of the party no one was really on the dance floor i was up yeah. there all on my own i was probably like 16 or 17 mm. like all scared and didn't want to talk to anyone and everyone's offering beer i'm like no nope, i've got to be completely sober i can't gotta be on it <laughs> so yeah it was yeah, it's it's cool to look back at for sure. Oh, dude, the before gigs, man, so funny because you know that you're gonna crush it because this is what you love and this is what you want to do. But you mm-hmm. get those little nerves, which suck, but it's also good because it allows you to like just sort of get into the zone. I'm not gonna mess this up because I'm wigging out over it so much. Yeah, good. so <laughs> yeah, fair. exactly. Like, oh, there's been so many times I touched on this with Jamie how like I know that I can do this because i've done it before but i still get those tingles which i think is an ode to wanting to do well yeah. which is such yeah. a good thing to have so you it's because you're, you're just caring about what you're doing i think when mm. you just have pride in yourself you want to do your best and if you don't hit it you know you're going to be disappointed so yeah i completely agree yeah because you wanting to like sort of like i don't know throw up a little in my case yeah. brother. <laughs> <laughs> like it allows you to like sort of realize whoa I care about this more than the person next to me if I'm wanting to, if there's so much pressure on myself. And Mm -hmm. through having the vehicles of journaling, as we touched on before, it sort of Mm -hmm. makes you realize that by putting it on paper, okay, I'm nervous. Why is that? And then it's like, oh, I think it's because I want to do well. And that sort of like weighs it down, which I think just helps you reach your maximum potential in life, just having those sort of vehicles, which is so good. And I feel like with your music, I can definitely hear your sound in it. And I know it's like sort of like a bit cliche, but I can, I remember this one time faintly, it was a late hour in Jamie Stevens' studio. <laughs> and I don't even remember what I was doing there. I opened the door and you and Joel were just bicking back, just being bull. And you were just on the couch, it was very late. And you were just playing this song and you're like, Ben, listen to this, come here, listen to this. I was like, yeah. And I believe it was like, jada or something and it was that song where like the keys the tempo and the song slows down and it goes yes 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 i'm yes uh oh god what's it called but no yeah i know exactly which one you're talking about yeah, yeah. jada yeah it's a bomb and when i first listened to that first single you put up for the album i was so happy because it did not sound like it but it had the sound of it and i knew that's what you were trying to accomplished would that be accurate in saying 100 yeah i'm 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 very impressed you've drawn that correlation because that's exactly it i think i think in that one especially you can hear that that piano that you're talking about as it speeds up at Mm. the end i I really wanted to get the combination of acoustic and electric i think that's where the main inspiration from that came from and you can hear it because in vision especially the the single that's first dropped uh that was 
you hear the really beefy sub sub bass in there which is you know got all sorts of compressors and whatnot mm-hmm. and that, that's as digital as it comes but then you've also got some trumpets and trombones blaring away in the background you've got some Love keys it. going like it's just like i think it's just keeps the magic of the of the old old acoustic way of music and the new frontier of electronic music so i think when you combine them exactly like um oh, it's so annoying that we can't remember it but the, J- yeah. the jada song yeah it's it's the same definitely definitely yeah it's so sick man and touching what you were saying about the trombones and all the keys and the mix of acoustic and electric it's such a theatrical tune which is why i'm so keen to like look at the other songs on the release because i have a good friend of mine named Sheon. Sheon, you listen to this you the man, brother. Um, <laughs> and someone in this family like runs this, um, like, I don't want to say a business, but this sort of entity where you can submit your music and you're able to like submit it to for people to use, sort of example, in trailers or movies or something, and they can buy it off you, for example. Yep. And he said, I played him one of my songs and he was like, dude, this is sick. You should think about putting it up to this. I'll have to send you the link because some of those... Yeah, songs yeah, I'm sure would cool. suit that vibe so much, which is so sick because it's a way to like, okay, I've made this for people to listen to in earphones and AirPods at clubs at festivals. But mm-hmm. I'd never even thought that like people could use this for like, like yeah, media. I never even thought about that. I don't even know how how it would make its way into trailers and things like that. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Mm. Well, like even in like a trailer for a movie, man, like some Daisy's just running cobber, like I don't know. Some- <laughs> She's like, oh, I can't make it to like, I don't know, the end of my destination. Then she's like, <laughs> down on her luck. And then, or him. <laughs> I'm just pitching. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. I have, I have <laughs> it in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's paint the scene. LA. In those like, those sewer canals, like in GTA 5, brother. This cop is just running. So I can't do it. The end goals at the end. Gets AirPods out of pocket. In ear slowly low pass filter it's coming in <laughs> noah's new track vision they're like i can do this just run and cobber run and cobber get there fades to black vision <sighs> by noah i don't know i'm not a good copywriter but <laughs> vision by noah and then slowly he thinks and then atlas ben Beasy flies <laughs> in he keeps going he, he keeps, keeps going, going. he keeps going He's on a roller coaster. He cannot get off. <laughs> just starts climbing up the canals. <laughs> just run. I'm too cheated up. <laughs> too cheated up. After that, no, nah, not Jamie Stevens. No, nah, Jamie yeah. Stevens. <laughs> nah, Jay, I'm sure we're really looking at it. Yeah, I love that so much, man. It's so true. Oh, I'm so keen to us uh, release more music and hear more about your stuff. And in touching on about all of that stuff it seems like you've done the the flip side even though you just said you don't really like planning for goals with your release for your album like i found it interesting how you had a single drop first and then the full album which is a really smart yep. um strategy do you want to talk us through that for people that are sort of yeah for their yeah for, sh- for sure it was always my plan i think to do it that way um because i wanted to just get as many eyes turned as possible because i think i and it was it was more of a challenge actually choosing which one to release first, I think, Mm. because I needed it to make a statement of what I was about. Yeah. Um, And I think vision does that best. It's, it's maybe not even necessarily my favorite to be honest, but it's, it's the one that I think does my sound justice to its fullest potential. If that makes sense. I think when that one came out first, it's 
the goal of doing that was to try and just get people thinking, oh, hang on, that's a bit new. It's a bit theatrical, mm. as you said, and it's a bit different um, because I didn't want, I, the number one thing that I did not, I did not want people to think that I was just some gimmick or just some guy that was going to drop a single or some guy that was just going to do this. Like that's, I don't know. I think that's, that's a trigger point for me. If, if someone, mm-hmm. if someone were to say that to me, that would, that would, that would boil my blood, I think, but it's, um, I think, um, yeah, I think when I released that, I just wanted to get the eyes um, turned and get some attention. And then when I get that album out, it'll just give me a full chance to explore, for people to explore that sound um, that is mine. And that's, that's, I like to think it's different to others. And if mm. people enjoy that in the, in the album, because I think um, the way the album's structured, um, I put a lot of thought into as well. So that's, um, like the order of songs to me is really important. So if, you, if you're going to listen to it in order, in order, listen to it is and what I would say. That's what makes something an album sequence, sequence events. Yep. Fade in, exactly. in and out. That's special, man. Like I, I'll be honest with you. I thought about doing something like that and I was like, nah, brother, I'm not Kanye West. <laughs> but that's yeah. awesome. And it's a testament as well. I love what you're saying about how you didn't want um, to be viewed because being a music um, producer and dance music and in DJ there's competition left right and center like every second person is a DJ because it's so fun and it's awesome the community has grown so much exactly. for what it is I'm definitely not Gandhi of DJing by the way but that's <laughs> so fun community's grown I'm like give me a spell man like, give me a spell know your um, place mate yeah know your place um but touching on that it's awesome that like how everyone's loving it it's so much fun but there is a lot of competition on the flip side or while there's amazing community, but that's the thing. That's why if you sort of take the time and a quote by Patrick Topping, when I was researching, cause I always like to research people, King. which is why I was, yeah, King, I was inspired by what you're saying about Amy Winehouse, sort of decoding mm-hmm. their work ethics and approach, because if someone else has done something you want to do. Yeah. Just, you're going to, you're going to take notes. Yeah, exactly. Right. And he was saying how, um, in regards to music production, allocate as much time as possible to making music. That's what Patrick Dobbing said. He said, it's all well and good being in the club and networking and getting to know people and having fun. But overall, your production is what's going to help you stand out yeah. and help you connect with people. And once again, for me, setting my goals of what I want to achieve is, okay, if I want people to focus on my expression, which is what I primarily want to do. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That'll lead to DJing, which I absolutely always love too. So it's sort mm-hmm. of like the the flip side of things, which is why it's awesome. You have such a focus mm-hmm. on the release strategy, your artist strategy combined with the, the product because there's so much competition out there. There's a lot of songs released exactly. on Spotify. You've, yeah, you've done that really well, I feel. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's just the one thing I wanted to, the main goal of this, like, again, like I'm not a massive goal guy, but I think if I wanted to achieve something with this, it's to, to cement my place in this, in this industry, I think, mm. because I don't, I don't plan on going anywhere um, mm. to be, to be completely frank. And I, and I'm, I'm loving it. And if, you know, I don't, I, nothing else really matters. So yeah. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm just going to hang around. So I think if I could just use this to try and get some, get some traction, I think is a good way to put it. Um, but that being said, like, that's just completely overshadowed by what 
like the meaning behind the album was that's that's the that's the basis of what it's all about but um mm. from a from a growth point of view um that's that's what i was hoping for yeah definitely yeah dude that's so genuine that's absolutely amazing how you're saying i'm here and this is it because in any career where you want to be it's not a sprint there is no end destination it's a marathon and especially what you're saying through your music is like i'm chill like i i know my goal is just probably when i die <laughs> like that's, yeah that's, that's the end point yeah exactly yeah and it's it's the same thing because you just like i think it i think my mindset in that way helps me to not let things cloud my judgment because if i'm re reaching a goal for example if i say all right well, i need this by i need uh, two songs by december or this this and that i think if something's not going the way it needs to go and i, I overthink things quite a lot so i think mm. if it's if it's not going exactly how i envisioned it it's gonna it's gonna derail my creative process so yeah um it's this yeah as you were saying you're spot on like i think just just taking it as it comes and enjoying the process just means i'm i'm clear-headed and if people are stressing about other things and and whatnot that's that's fine we all like i, I worry about shit all the time about yeah, stuff like yeah. that but it's if i'm just clear as possible and just enjoying it as it comes then you know it's it's a simple thing really like if you're enjoying what you're doing do it as much as possible for as long as you can definitely so, right i completely that's agree as, that's it down to the bones Definitely such a noble cover, man. And do you Thank read you. books? Controversially, not a huge reader. I was massive when I was younger, um, but I just, I just didn't really transition. That being said, I have made it. I have made it a New Year's resolution. I know I, I feel so contradictory. I say I don't keep goals, but I have this goal that I want to reach. <laughs> no, you're good. You're staying by your point. You're staying okay, by your point. great. But um, yeah, I, I I really wanted to try and get into reading. Um, and I just finished a little one, a small short book, which is just mm -hmm. little little steps. So fiction, fiction nonfiction. Uh, it was it was a self help book actually. It was I think it was called yeah, it's called the Soul Bird. Um. Mm -hmm if you've if you've if you're aware what's all about but what's all about about it's it was really interesting it was basically um it, yeah it was pretty it was very brief but it was basically um an illustration uh, illustrative piece um but it was very it was minimal in the words it's using is mm. what i'm trying to say but it was basically illustrating that there's this soul bird inside of everybody that that basically is truest to your character that is you as a as a person and and you it's basically just getting in touch getting your mind in touch with that soul bird that i think through society now and and all the other influences that come in, i think you lose touch with that so and that's definitely the way i was feeling i was like i don't really when i was in that that self that soul searching era i guess yeah appropriate um it yeah it helped me get like just in a illustrated way again being a visual learner it would it would i think be beneficial in that way it, it was especially for me um that it just helps you get in touch with that soul button to listen to what it's telling you and mm. if it's saying oh i need more sun or i need more of this or i need more love or i need like it can be really that simple um yeah but we just choose not to listen to that to that little voice and that's basically what the book was about and it was yeah it was great definitely that's awesome i might have to add it to the list i have a list any covers watching on youtube there's a list there. 
that has all the books that I um want to read. And it's a really hard habit to form. So good on you for reading that book, brother. Yeah, because you're a huge reader, aren't you? Um, I wouldn't say. I would say I you're a reader. <laughs> I am a very casual reader because the thing is, and I think you can relate to this well, as a as any person in any career and you want to dedicate as much time to your craft as possible for me personally everyone's different you know there is actually mm-hmm. me personally i like to dedicate time to my craft as much as possible yep. and the time spent reading i'm reading a book now atomic habits by james clear lended to me by callum taylor shout out keith um, keith happy birthday man happy birthday keith nowhere near his birthday man um <laughs> he gave it to yeah. me God, <laughs> funny. and i'm reading it now and i'm absolutely loving it but the thing is i could be working on tunes instead mm. and it's all about balance but dude i'm 20 yep. years old so i'm not going to have the most perfect well a lot of people would because there's a lot of people that are better than um me <laughs> that would be able to balance sort of things like waking up 6 a.m read hour go for a run brother i don't drink coffee i can't do that stuff coffee makes Neither. me feel whack do you not drink coffee yeah no nah, taste tastes rubbish i don't care what anybody says it's not a good taste <laughs> dude, controversial. Triggered. everyone is going to be angry here <laughs> dude I, it isn't the taste for me it just makes me feel really paranoid like the voices oh, in my head yeah. turned up like just mm-hmm. pop out of nowhere <laughs> and like i just and then i just get really tired and then i'm not productive at all but i wish i was i wish i did like coffee and it sat well with me because then i'll be able to get mm-hmm. more stuff done yeah Bomb. well i'm i'm it's it's strange being english as well it's very controversial i'm not a hot drink person at all really i don't i steer clear of the teas and coffees and even a hot chocolate i don't know it's just i don't know something about warm liquid i don't know it just doesn't just doesn't sit well with me it doesn't <laughs> doesn't float my butt I don't like warm a, drinks. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm a disgrace to my nation. I don't drink tea. That's just odd. I don't think I've ever met anyone. Like, power to you. I'm sure there's other people out there. Um, I would say drop me a comment, but <laughs> you know what? Send me a DM. Anyone else who um doesn't like hot drinks? Dude, any warm drink haters, like, you're not alone. There's, I'm here. We're in this together. I know we're the minority. That's but we, so can, we can get through this so strange man um in regards to motivation and everything you say you have a really mm-hmm. good support network which i can agree because you're in my support network and i'm very very mm-hmm. grateful likewise you're a king and all your other friends and your family and your wonderful girlfriend and <laughs> that weird looking dog of yours man billy billy yeah billy Saddest dog ever, man. She's never smiling. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, absolute beautiful dog. Um, <laughs> is there any external things that you watch or listen to, or things that you certainly do that help motivate you? Help, um, like sort of yeah, just help help pick you up. You listen to it, you see yeah. it, you do it. It's just like this is awesome. Let's get back on the back on the marathon mm-hmm. race. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think I can break this down into two. I guess, sources of motivation, I guess, like, cause I think one comes from those that support network. Definitely. Hmm. And I think it wasn't, but the thing for me, it, it, it's very new. This I've, I've always had my great circle of, of people around me, like yourself and Steve-O and, yeah. um, and all, all, the, all those, all those lovely men. So it's, it's, it's a new network for me having the family side of things. Cause that was, it's a, it's a new adjustment living there. And it's, it's a, it's a new, relationship for my mum so there's a lot of there's a lot of new 
new things to get used to. So I think it's still, that's fresh. Um, but the main source of motivation, I think just does come from the music. It really mm-hmm. does. And that's, I'm so happy that it motivates me. I'm so happy because like we, we spoke at length about trying to get motivation to do stuff. I remember, I remember fondly. So I think just when I finish it, that feeling that like I was lying on my bed, listening to my, listening to my Spotify version of my song when it's a, it's a liberating moment seeing your name mm. on Spotify. And when I was listening it to it, I was so motivated. I'm like, Oh, this feeling I'm just, I think I'm, I'm not motivated. I'm addicted. I think is, is a good way to put it. Addicted to success. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. That's <laughs> Dude, success is what we make of it. That's so tight. I absolutely love that. The feeling when you've sort of ticked those things off, off your non-existing goal list. Cause that's who you are. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just live, I just live conceptually. Mm, that's beautiful. I received this um, pack, pack of beers, brother, from a mm-hmm. dear friend, like ages ago, like ages ago. And I, I don't really, I'm not a massive, massive beer guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. get me a, get that. <laughs> nah, I was, I was, don't I, say I, it. <laughs> no, I was about to say one of those, the drink, dude, the drink names at clubs are so stupid <laughs> like, yeah, the, like names, uh... the names the names like, <laughs> most misogynistic names ever man like i don't want to say like yeah i don't think it's safe for air but yeah but just too... we need to we need to refresh the bar menus i think yeah, yeah exactly a <laughs> bit more pc bar menu <laughs> items man like goodness gracious like some of the names are just downright <laughs> disgusting when i first went to a club i was like look at the men- at my drink cards it's in my drink card like one Free, like wet pussy. I'm like, what? I'm like, this is just inappropriate. Like, or just, or they just sound flat out unappetizing. Like, oh yeah, just one rusty nail. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, just one sexy Sounds toilet. Great. Just one yeah. sexy toilet. Like, what? So stupid. Brilliant. Oh, so funny, man. And ah. <laughs> oh. So, so so funny honestly where were we i can motivation motivation yeah. motivation i'm dude i'm trying to pick my pick my bearings my bearings yeah. after that where, where, what about motivation was going on when it went to drink like drink <laughs> oh god you're asking the wrong person that's <laughs> but, uh, so funny but, back but to yeah us. yeah yeah go on no but yeah just touching on motivation and everything and having those certain sort of goals really do um for me personally work but it's awesome because everyone learns different differently and how you're learning and you're proceeding through your career is just it's awesome because i'm positive there's so many people out there of all different approaches and it isn't a one-size-fits-all thing with motivation Mm -hmm. or determination because dude some people some people like hot drinks some people don't Exactly. It's a, it's a two-sided coin is what we need to remember here. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Like one size definitely doesn't fit all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and that, yeah, that's it. Like it took me a long time to find that. Cause this is something I really struggle, especially when I was at, in my engineering class, I had no motivation to do anything. I think, I think the key is just being motivated in what you're doing. I think and just mm. enjoying, cause I think, if you motivate yourself to go to the gym, for example, when you're at the gym, I just don't think you can get the habit of doing it regularly if you're not enjoying it. You can be motivated as motivated as anything, but if you're in there 
and you're not enjoying it yeah um then i I don't i don't know i don't i don't really know how people deal with gym motivation but just my example but it's i think you've got to enjoy what you're doing as much i reckon that in itself is what gives me my drive um yeah i think that's that's my way of of summarizing it but it's it's different for everybody because i really didn't know that was that was what unlocked it for me until recently so it's yeah as it's totally totally different for everybody definitely yeah and touching on your point just then about the gym it's so true because i remember i was listening to this podcast about this guy who does a lot of gym stuff and he was saying some some people just don't like the gym and that's okay personally i'm not a massive gym guy i used to go pretty heavy no. are mm. you I have been, yes, more during lockdown, to be honest. I've had um, my new stepbrother, Ben. He is the same age as me. Um, yeah, might, might be the same guy. I don't know. But it's, uh, <laughs> he, yeah, so him and I have just been smashing as well with Louis, my younger brother. So we've, we've been, I guess, having somebody to go with. And I guess that ties into it all. Like just having that support network. Like I've just got people who would like these two guys would just come and knock on my bedroom door and be like, come on, let's go. We're going, we've got one, we've got a gym in the garage at our place. So it's like, come on, let's go, let's go. And I think just the same thing with music. Like if, if someone's not like, you know, just good to have people to push you. Oh, it's so true. Like having that support network once again, to help push forward, mm-hmm. like of sending a track to you or Joel and just going through, this is sick. When's it coming out? Yeah. Or Jamie, Jamie Stevens, he's, he's the goat for everyone. Overall, he's helped you joel myself and vice versa that guy's yep. seriously a legend just getting to understand the yeah, program he he's and brilliant yeah and, yeah sure. <laughs> and yeah like touching on with that point of like some things just don't work for you for example someone who doesn't like the gym because i don't know they don't like how people stare at them it's really mm-hmm. sometimes a bit it's aggressive intimidating. it's so yeah, intimidating it man um and sort of finding your niche to stay fit and like looking at the different areas of life and how you can do well in them. Because if you don't like the gym, cool. You probably still ideally want to still be getting 30 minutes of exercise a day, if not yep. like trying to just at least stay active. Might be walking, mm-hmm. but then if you want to achieve certain things and I'm not saying a goal, but <laughs> just certain things on those lines, <laughs> it's finding different ways of doing them. Maybe at the gym, there's a, a class you can do where it's filled with people spaced out and you're just chilling you're not just in the gym not really knowing what you're doing that's what i do um amala and i 6 a.m sessions um <laughs> look at me having a don 6 a.m yeah. session core 24 brother morning term the thing is filled with like 40 year olds and they're all yeah. chill they're all so nice just amala and i kicking it up the back just like going ham and they work you to the core man it's the classes are good the classes are good i was really gonna try and get into some Dude, did you have you ever been to Core Twenty Four? No, I haven't. Oh, really? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. Join, Your Core Twenty Four? Well, it's like around the corner from me. So yeah. join the Pilates with Amalia and I up back row. Is brother. that what you do? That's what you do. The Pilates. How do you find Pilates? I don't think it's Pilates. It's like we do a cycling class and it's like a boot camp. Oh, class. I see. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually okay. really good. It sounds I was so say, that is progressive. <laughs> so it's so it's so good and it's such a good start to the day but i'm a pretty horrid mm. sleeper like i find it hard to go to sleep um some nights and then so waking up at like five quarter to six and so it's a battle it's a battle but then after gym like i feel good for a while but then around like midday i just crash i'm like i'm so tired that's why i'd be good to like coffee because then i could keep going mm-hmm. but um that's when meditation comes into play a little bit 
huge, huge. You a meditator? Yes. I well, I haven't that recently um, because it was, I'm, I'm in a newer relationship. So it was, it's that time I used to meditate was just before I went to bed, but now I don't really have that, that time alone in, in that, that space anymore. Mm-hmm. But, but that being said, I was a skeptic about meditation for sure. Um, yep. In not like I just didn't I just didn't believe like oh surely sitting there can't like can't you know Mm. but oh boy did it change my life it really changed the way I felt like I was so I basically tried to do one of those um, meditation courses where I did it was like over a week or something you do 20 minutes on Monday and half an hour on Mm. Tuesday and it builds you up and the first day I remember sitting there and I felt like I've been sitting there for 10 minutes or whatever it was. I, I didn't really feel like I'd gotten to my inner self. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second day was similar, but then the third day, I think it was a 40 minute stint. Um, and I remember closing my eyes and just getting like focusing on my breathing and whatnot. And then, and then a second later, the alarm went off and I've been sitting there for 40 minutes. And I felt like I was, I felt like I just, just like, just close my eyes. Mm-hmm. And it was, and when I was in that time, I that didn't feel like I'd been asleep. I felt so like just freshened and less weighed down by life, I guess. Um, and that was in three days, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the, I've, I read this, um, I was talking to Jess, um, one of my best friends and she was, she's a huge meditator and she's really trying to get into these um, more experimental um, meditations with like, um, have you heard of the past life regression therapy? No, I haven't. Please explain. That's, that's really interesting. So, um, basically it's, it's a two or three hour, um, stint. Um, and Jess said she, she'd done it herself and it was, and it was insane. It's basically where obviously guiding it through you with the, with the person talking, it's just on YouTube. Anybody can try it. Um, and, um, they're talking you through this, to this point where they basically want to get you in. And this is where Jess got to herself, gets to you to the point where you see um, like people basically in front of you, like lined up. Um, and Jess, this is just speaking from her experience. She basically saw four or five people and she couldn't describe to me what, what they looked like, but she knew exactly who they were, knew exactly mm-hmm. who they were. She didn't like, no one from this life, but people, it's supposedly supposed to be people that you knew in your past life um, or people that your self knows in a different dimension. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you can, it basically is trying to open that wormhole. Um, and I was, again, like I thought, Oh my God, that's, that's a bit crazy for me. And then mm but Jess was telling me about it and she said she felt so like relieved and so like weightless about it. But yeah, I could ramble about stuff like that for ages, but it it was so interesting. And I think I'm definitely going to delve into meditation again because you, you, you meditate as well, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I try Mm. and meditate at least once every two days. Otherwise I start um, just not feeling as focused, but that's so crazy because I was going to ask you exactly, but you touched on that point. How did she feel? Was she like, scared was the presence nice and friendly and i think that's really refreshing 
yeah that that was my first question too i'm like oh was it a bit scary did the what was going on she goes no no because she just described these people as being you know like it could have been a mum or a dad from a past life or a son or a daughter Mm. and you're never going to feel scared in the presence of those that are that close to you so that's Mm. what that's what made her so suspect about it she goes there's no way i would have felt that comfortable around people that i'd never seen before Mm -hmm. um and it's yeah i just it's it's crazy it's it blows my mind what 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 goes on in meditation definitely yeah because it's just you and your thoughts and you think of like just the most crazy stuff where your minds go yeah "Mm." when you first start off yeah yeah, it's it's amazing like it's like everything you see is just what your mind is painting Mm. yeah nothing else exactly right and just same with music and stuff that's exactly what your mind's painting that's that's you that's the most pure form of you which is why it's so great to express yourself whether it be creating a kebab shop creating music creating (laughs) a canvas creating a car restoring something that's you man which is what's so special you finally got there and yeah in regards to meditation the mind wanders off so much and that's sort of the point you notice like what what your mind's thinking and Mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's so awesome and yeah it's it's liberating for sure like you really i think yeah you you just never can think the same knowing that there's this amount of activity going on in your brain that you're not accessing you know what i mean like it's because it's always wearing away i reckon that's why the mind is drifting Mm. um but then when you really get a handle on it as you said you keep your focus and you feel so much more switched on it's 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 really good i'm definitely going to try and get back into it Definitely. And when was the first time you started meditating? Was it around the time you sort of made the shift outside and you sort of like did that soul searching as that book said yep. previously? In, mm. Yep. So as we touched with the journaling, it literally came the same day as I, as I started my journal. That was my routine now. So I woke up in the morning um, and then tried to go outside. And then in the evening, I would journal, get all the, the shit out of my mind, and then mm. I would meditate. And I found that a really good pairing I, I, do, do you do the same in that way do you do it the same next to each other because i found that was really opened me up definitely yeah i wish i did that seems like that's so um good at harnessing your inner and expressing yourself and do we sound like those two like six-year-old hippies at like some house party i froth it <laughs> like out the back by the fire just talking i love that so much um, yeah that is gonna be me yeah it's gonna be us yeah <laughs> yeah i do can't wait man um and yeah, because that'd be so good. You journal and truth be told, when I was going through um, some tough times, what I do, I read this book that my girlfriend's dad gave me called Creative Visualization. And it spoke about like these different sort of meditations you can do. And try this, do try this one yourself. It was like whenever you're going through like a bit of a tough time, you meditate and no, you don't need any backing music or anything. You count down from 10 and then mm-hmm. you go to your happy place, which for example is a house or a garden and then you sort of like just get this like it sounds so funny to say like this like um source which is gonna like help um you with your problem and yeah you, sh- you show it around the property or whatever as what the book said dude and it, it was good and then you sit down and then whilst you're still there and you ask um the questions and dude it sounds so gypsy i'm not saying i don't sound like i'm fresh out of woodstock but the solutions i got in that mystical little star trek world of mine like converted so well because dude all yeah 
the brain is a powerful thing, brother. It's just about tapping into it. There's like getting to that flow state of accessing what you're capable of. Because as all the books say, we never access all of our potential. Albert Einstein was like, I think at a quarter, if not less of his full potential. Yeah, it's scary. It is scary, if I'm being honest. Like I, I really am excited for what's going to come when I think people get more in touch with themselves. I think it's something that's really coming to light in, in our generation. Mm. But um, obviously, um, meditation, not saying it's a, it's a new thing. Like It's been yeah. around for decades, yeah. millions. But it's, um, yeah, so I think now it's, it's just being more normalized, I think is a good word. I think when, I think when everybody gets on that, on that level or not everybody, but those who do um, will realize that it is like a liberating, truly helpful thing. Mm. Um, and what, what you're saying about the garden, that sounds, that sounds nuts. What, so like you, what do you mean? So I kind of clarify the source. Mm. Is that yeah. just, that's just like sauce, like ketchup you're so funny man like the source is like s-o-u-r-c-e for example i envision it says in the book to envision like a a bright light <laughs> and you're there and uh, that could be the worst that could be the worst comment of all time <laughs> i oh, thought you were just walking around with sauce in a house <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's like oh i'm so on the same page i'm so yeah. on the same page dude you're the goat that's so funny <laughs> yeah and so this entity i will say source oh, um, just sounds less, less gypsy it's like this bright mm. light and then it sort of naturally it can stay like that and or it can take form of someone who means a lot to you or someone that can like, yeah. sort of guide you and you're comfortable with and then you ask it um, after you've shown it around and gone to great detail, but you're showing it around. So it just makes it really detailed. You ask yeah, the questions and it comes to light mm. and it helps you sort of find the answers. And it's sick because it's like, wow. it's all within you. It's just accessing that. And there's a science behind accessing your full potential and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I'm, I'm, I am completely sold to it now. And I'm, mm. I'm, I'm definitely going to dip my toes back in the water. Join the cult, man. Join the cult. <laughs> yeah, it's a great place to be. Definitely. Dude, I think we've done done like an hour, hour and a half, which has been so tight. And just oh, looking back on it. doesn't feel like that at all. I know, right? It's so <laughs> it's so much fun <laughs> talking yeah. to you. And through this chat, it's just been awesome being able to like touch on. And like I feel like I've gotten to know you so much better in regards to your work ethic, your mindset, your inspirations with Amy Winehouse, your personal um, victory of getting out of your engineering course and like people who study engineering are kings but knowing that you made the leap into there and you realize okay this isn't right for me that's such a victory man to make the jump from like doing that to that and that's sort of you were able to do that sort of through the journaling through the um meditation and through knowing within yourself your love of music would that be correct to say yeah you're spot on spot on it's been a it's been a very busy few months both mentally and musically and academically so yeah it's been it's just been so great to just get it all off my chest i think this is the first i think you might be the first person i've told it all hmm. all too so this is a this is live and live and direct so, live and direct baby <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no I've, I've absolutely loved it man absolutely loved it and it's i just can't wait to see what the future holds for both of us really or the whole local industry i'm, I'm excited i'm excited to see what happens 
you're the best i'm so excited as well man you're yeah the the passion the kindness the overall talents coming out of you and your first like year and a bit of production is so so tight and i absolutely love what you just said there as well about supporting local dude anyone that's from your local community like i feel like it's just a thing especially since we're from the peninsula like everyone just helps everyone and it's so tight like mm-hmm. just anyone has any problems with something you can just dm them hey i saw you started making jewelry i would like to know how to get started and they'll help you out because exactly such a tight-knit community um yeah and like the support just around like mellow psychosis and vision and everything it's just from people i would not expect and and from people i don't even know and i think um but they're all sort of seems to be coming from around here which is which is special like like we're we're, we're all on an inch together like let's yeah. let's just let's just get somewhere all of us yeah. why not I absolutely love that. I couldn't agree more, man. It's just, yeah, the power of community is everything. Love, mm-hmm. love always wins, brother. Love always absolutely. wins. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's especially tight knit on the down here on the, the sunny peninsula. So definitely. Seriously. Like there isn't even any, I can't think of any bullies. Everyone's king, especially you, brother. <laughs> just um, in summary, where can people find you? What are your, your handles? How can they listen to your music, your socials? Well, we're on. We're at just at Noah Power on Spotify, Apple Music, um, even things like TikTok and YouTube. It's on Instagram. Uh, Instagram handles Noah Power Music. Same with Facebook. Um, yeah, just uh, just keep your ears peeled because there's there's more coming. There's more cooking. You're the man. It's been an absolute pleasure pleasure, man. I said pleasure. Absolute pleasure, <laughs> King Noah Power, ladies and gentlemen thank you Beasy. thank you for having me it's been a it's been an absolute delight you're too kind thank you for being here this has been so much fun one of the best my pleasure likewise likewise um and we are done cheers man bye